Hello and welcome to the final rock and roll football of the season. And what an end of term party it is, Dyson. Wow. Yeah, it's had it all, hasn't it? <laughs> I mean, the air horn button has nearly worn down to a nub. So many goals on the last day of the Premier League season. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, just so many twists and turns. It's unbelievable. And also an update on the fortunes of Neto supermarkets, which is well worth listening just to hear that. This is, I mean, there's a bit of chat in here, but this is goal madness crazy. I've never seen an end of season, final day of the Premier League like this. It's just mayhem everywhere. Enjoy. It, by the way, we should say at the start, you mentioned it there, Dyson. If you are allergic to air horns, stop listening now because it's full of them. Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It is the most monumental day of the Premier League season, the final day. Every game kicking off at four. So much to be decided. Who is victorious? Who is relegated? Who finishes fourth? And here to preview a, the reddest of red-hot days is the reddest of red-hot men himself, Matt Dyson. <laughs> ah, yes, the big climax of the season isn't happening until a week today, of course. The £150 million pound winner-takes-all showdown between Nottingham Forest and Huddersfield at Wembley next yeah. Sunday in the Championship playoff final. So today we'll have to make do with the end of the Premier League season. For the first time in 10 years, the title winner's top four and final relegation spot will be decided on the final day with all the goals as they go in from four on rock and roll football. Man City are one point ahead of Liverpool at the top of the table ahead of their game at home to Aston Villa meaning a win would secure Pep's fourth league title in his six years at the Etihad regardless of what Liverpool do in their game against Wolves. Antonio Conte says Harry Kane should be fit to face Norwich despite suffering from the same virus that's affected a few players in the squad over the past week all staying off the lasagna in the staff canteen. Team. Uh, Tottenham just need to avoid a Spursy meltdown to win against Norwich and <laughs> deny their North London rivals a championship, Champions League spot, uh, leading to more angry grown adults shouting and swearing like lunatics on YouTube. Arsenal <laughs> are at home to relegation avoiders. Everton, Man United and West Ham are battling out for Europa or the even worse sounding Europa Conference. There's one relegation spot to be decided as well. Burnley or Leeds shall be dropping back down to the championship will it be Lancashire or Yorkshire a war of the relegation roses two teams who sacked off two legendary managers and struggled to recover Michael Jackson's side arguably have the easier task they want to be starting something at home to Newcastle United <laughs> it's far from being black or white which team will go down though he'll take goals of any kind a deflection off the wall from a free oh. kick or a cheeky back heel the worldie wouldn't be bad uh, home they get hope they get a new manager next season because uh, I'm really scraping the barrel with the Jacko puns now he he needs to be out of my life uh, Jesse Marsh's leads meanwhile are away at an informed Brentford he needs to motivate his players like his namesake Jesse did in the Joshua Caddison hit of the same name in 93 Jesse paint a picture about how it's going to be tell him about the little trailer by the sea Jesse you can always sell any dream to Leeds Oh, Dyson, a strangely poetic and melancholic end to the season there. I know. I don't know why I'm quoting lyrics from songs from 1993 that most people won't remember. But, uh, yeah, Jesse Paint a Picture. Do you remember that song, Fordy? It's a, it's uh, I think I speak on behalf of the country when I say no. <laughs> what was it called? 
It's uh, it's Joshua Caddison, and it was called Jesse. It was like she would phone him from a phone booth in Vegas in the early hours of the morning and say, "Let's go and have a trailer by the sea and escape all of this nonsense." And uh, and and he'd always fall for it because Jesse would persuade him every time. <laughs> quite quite a sad time. But basically, that's what I mean. Jesse Marsh is trying to sell that dream to Leeds, but relegation right. would be a nightmare. You know. So, I see. You know. I, I I think I get it. I, I'm just going to lie down. <laughs> Next weekend, Dyson. Obviously we won't have a show next weekend but Nottingham Forest have finally made it to a playoff final and it's against Huddersfield so in just over a week's time we might be a Premier League football club. Oh, unbelievable, isn't it? Still, you have to pinch yourself, really. Uh, what a hot Tuesday was a horrible night, wasn't it? I mean, just watching <laughs> it on telly, you were there for it. It, was, it felt like we were doing our, you know, that, that horrible collapse we tend to do at the end of a season. But uh, Brees Samba single-handedly saved us. He saved our bacon in every sense. What an amazing man. Three saves in a penalty shootout is incredible. I've never seen it at Forest. And he was, I mean, for a good hour, I thought the game was over. I just couldn't Mm. see us coming back. And then the beautiful drama, the sweet justice of football (laughs) delivered us our place in the final, our rightful play. I mean, it was an incredible spectacle. Um, And the problem is, obviously, you celebrate like mad. And then the following morning, you're like, yeah, we're still not actually promoted yet. I know, still another another hurdle to jump over. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I think we beat Huddersfield in the Cup, didn't we, early in the season? So, I, you know, I, feel, uh, I feel slightly confident. I'd rather play them than Sheffield United again. Sheffield United were amazing. Yeah, I never want to play Sheffield United ever, ever again. No. Way, I mean, <laughs> potentially yeah. we've got at least a season away from them, but my word. Um, so we know, we know a lot of you who listen to this have taken on Forrest as your second team. If only just because we've battered you over the head with forest stuff for the past four seasons but we get to live our dream at Wembley Dyson yes it's happening I cannot wait what a day it will be 4.30 kickoff. lovely imagine our next show back when you do your grandstand intro and Forrester included in it oh I mean it's never happened and the whole all the years I've been working on rock and roll football we haven't been in the top flight just I'd just love to talk about my own club in the Premier League over the grandstand music just once and that's it. And, and because Forest aren't in the Premier League, we've done. Obviously, we've never really spoken about them for the last four years. So they've been a sort of secret <laughs> part of our life. So Dyson, not only was I lucky enough to go to the Forest Sheffield United game in the week, I also ended up behind the scenes. Oh, really? In what capacity? Well, so I, I ended up in the in the posh bit um, with our good friend Johnny Owen, uh, oh, who obviously yes, is on the yeah. board at Forest. And then afterwards, we're having a drink, and he goes. Uh, I can't remember exactly who he said, but he said, oh, should we go and see whoever? And I can't remember the name he said. I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. We ended up going down this corridor. And obviously yeah. it had been a long day with extra time and everything. All of a sudden I'm in the tunnel. No way. And like the players wow. are there. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We then go into another room, which is the manager's office. Oh, and I was wow. like, what? And you know, you know what? It was like being at work drunk. Like I was immediately aware that, apart from Johnny and I, everyone else had obviously just finished work playing oh, football. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm there like, in a suit dripping with sweat. Pie eye. Like, yeah, you'd had a few in the afternoon and during the game and the build up to it and everything. Yeah, God, I can imagine the state you were in. Yeah, and this is their place. So I was just like, oh, uh, it's all right for me to be here. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, so in the manager's office, they've got a fridge with beer. And there was a buffet, like, from the 70s. So it was, like, sausages, pork pies. It was a... I was just like, oh, my God, can I have some of this? 
So we just took him into the sausages. You were helping yourself to Steve Cooper's sausage rolls? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So just <laughs> stuff him in my face. And then Nigel Jemson, Whoa. forest legend, pops his head around the door and goes, all right, well done, everyone, all this. And then he turns around, sees me eating sausages and goes, how the hell did you get in here? What are you doing here? I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. Can I come oh, with you? Just, like, just left. So- I had, it felt so awkward. Wow. So you're in there with the, was it just the, the forest backroom staff in there? or that's presu- I presume they didn't invite Hacking Bottom in for a glass of wine after a very <laughs> ill-tempered game. <laughs> yeah, so it was Alan Tate, the assistant. It was just like, oh, at the backroom nice. staff while Coops was out doing the interviews. And I was just in there like, oh, you know what? Wow. It's a great idea till you're actually there. And then it's like a nightmare. It's like going back to primary school naked or something. You're like, oh, no, right, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> This you is feel the a bit dream. awkward. Yeah, I shouldn't yeah. really be here. Oh, that's amazing though. What a, what an opportunity! And could you hear the players in the dressing room just down the corridor celebrating? Oh yeah. Well, it was oh, all just amazing. like it was all like it's actually quite small and tight, and obviously they're all sweaty. Oh. It's just weird. But I tell you what, mate, the amount I must have got through six or seven sausages just through nerves alone. <laughs> You'd have been so proud of me. Well, we're joined by a very special guest now on Rock and Roll Football, a young boy with a dream, a Leeds United fan hoping that they stay in the Premier League. He's almost 40. It's John Richardson. Hello, mate. You're loving this, are you? You're in your element. I haven't heard you this happy for a long time, since we started getting emails from the Indian restaurant offering us 10% discount. <laughs> I really want you to stay up. I really, really do. Mainly just because of you. I, I can't see you upset. So, do you think in a few hours' time you will still be in the Premier League? No, I don't. You have to, you know, you know me. I'm, I'm an optimist at heart, and usually I believe the very best of everything. I believe in humanity and, and our ability to save the planet. On this occasion, you've got to be a realist, I think, and say if we lose, we're down. And the likelihood is that we will lose because Brentford have a lot going forward and we're not very good in defence. So I'm fully prepared for the fact that I think Brentford will score quite early and that will be the end of it. You could nick a, you could draw and Burnley could lose and that would do you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Burnley could get thrashed by Newcastle. We could suddenly click. Bamford could come back. It could be one of those mad, you know, we scored three away at Wolves, we scored three away at Villa. Crazier things have happened. That's why I watch it, um, because it might happen. Um, I, I think it probably won't, and I've made my I've made my peace with it. I've gone there in my head. I've prepared for the worst eventuality, but I shall hope oh. for the best. Where are you going to watch it? Well, I, I'm in a hotel in the northeast, um, currently on tour, previewing material for the forthcoming uh, Nitwit tour, uh, which starts in September. Um, so I'll be watching on a laptop in my underpants in a bed. The problem I've got is at home there's things I can do. If it goes badly, if we're 2-0 down and Burnley are winning at the end of the first half, that's it. You you don't watch anymore. You go and do some jobs. I'll take my daughter to the park. I would engage in all the things in life I enjoy other than this horrific game, which is awful. Um, here, I'm sort of trapped in a hotel room and I've got nowhere to go until my gig tonight. So... I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll just have to turn it off and then watch whatever's on telly. I'm not going to watch an old Columbo, knowing that I'm going to have to go for a long walk, aren't I? I'll send you a picture of me in a field. Yes, I mean, I'm slightly concerned. Obviously, if you win, you'll be bouncing around, you'll be celebrating. The gig tonight will be a real joy. If you lose and you are ejected from the top table of English football, I mean, yes. do, you think you'll, do you think you'll cry? Will you get tummy ache? 
Um, no, it, it doesn't feel, it's not as bad as 2004 to me because that was the first time it had happened in my lifetime. It's happened now. And actually, you realise it's all right. You know, whatever happens next season, when the fixtures come out, the first time I go to Ellen Road, whenever that's possible, I'll get goosebumps. I'll be really excited. I'll meet some friends. We'll have a beer. We'll laugh about how horrific everything is. And I'll want us to win. And that's true of whatever. The best thing that's happened to me is a caller I heard on my drive up to my gig last night, a Manchester United fan, who described battling for sixth place as an indignity. And I just thought, oh, my God, I, I've enjoyed my season more than you have. I mean, this has been awful, but I've had moments. The two goals we scored against Manchester United at Ellen Road in 60 seconds, the win away at West Ham, I was there for both of them. And I remember them for ages. They were electric moments because fundamentally... I just enjoy football and going. And there's loads of people who don't. Arsenal fans who think every year they don't win the league is a travesty and that football needs fundamentally changing. It's just ridiculous. So that really calmed me down. I just thought, you know what, I'll have more fun next year in the Championship than you will supporting Manchester United. And that's fine by me. Well, John, we hope you win and we hope that you don't have to find yourself in this philosophical state where you're trying to make yourself feel better about relegation. From all of us here, all the very best. And we might try and ring you later regardless. Yeah, see what happens. If I don't answer my phone, you'll know why. And can I just say, I know there's a couple of uh, Nottinghamshire Forest fans in the studio today, and I wish you all the best in the playoff final. And if you do go up, then welcome to this horrific monster of a league that you will hate every second of. And I, and I mean that from the very bottom of my heart. Cheers, mate. Now, Dyson, at the start of the show, you mentioned a song called Jesse by <laughs> Joshua Caddison. Yes, a classic, a true classic. I think we can all agree. Uh, I've had a well, listen to it. I'll tell you my opinion in a bit. But we've been inundated with people who do remember it. Yes. Jenny in Hodderston says, I love that song and I sing it every day to my cat. She paints a picture about how it's going to be. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah. It's a great song. I, I mean, you must have. Did you recognise it when you listened to it? You know, it reminded me just of that. Is it mid 90s? Yeah, it is mid-90s, yeah. Very uh, country feel to it, American country style. Yeah, although not Johnny Cash. It doesn't have that kind of... No, uh, no, no. no earthiness to it. No, it doesn't have that, no. But it's just it's, it's a, just a lovely song. Uh, <laughs> it's quite an inspiring song. As people have said, I mean, there's at least three or four people who remember the song and have been getting in touch saying that they do love it. There was a cat called Moses in the song as well. I've forgotten about it. Yeah, thanks to Wrexham. Yeah, but, yeah uh, Kazin Wrexham, Kazin Wrexham says, says there's a cat yeah. called Moses. Yeah, there is. She as also well, yeah. says pretentious or what, and I agree with Kaz. <laughs> <laughs> a cat well, called Moses. Well, I mean, it's the picture that she paints where they, they get a trailer by the sea and it's just him, Jesse, and the cat called Moses and they, they go looking for seashells. They live a simple life, you know. That's, that, well, it's, that's I mean, you can't, you can't do that for a living, can you? That's the problem. You're like, I would all, well, all daydream about just looking well, for Well, yes, it's true. Where's the money coming from, Jesse? Yeah, she never mentions that, does she? No, it's true. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Where's the financial underpinning? Are we going to rent? So, We've got a mortgage. What about the utility bills? What supplier are we with? Have you looked? <laughs> Cost of living crisis, Jesse. Exactly. It's a pipe dream. <laughs> and more importantly, Jesse, how are we going to watch Premier League football if we're on a beach in Mexico? Uh, yeah, is it going to be Now true. TV? Is it going to be Virgin or what? We need to know. Yes. And also, point, yeah. how do I listen to the Absolute Radio app if I'm constantly looking for seashells? The only two teams that come in the league today, of course, are City or Liverpool. 
both of them mortal rivals of Manchester United and, and like fans of any club, most clubs looking forward to next season now thinking, oh, we'll restart, we'll rebuild, we'll get a new kit, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Interesting article in the Daily Mail about um, the problems behind the scenes at Manchester United and apparently some of the players have been accused of being too focused on Instagram. Now, oh. I know that sounds like a small thing, but in this day and age, how people behave on social media actually can be very annoying. Yes, yeah, I agree. And you do see that on documentaries on football, about football now, behind the scenes. As soon as players come off the pitch, they're like picking their phones up, looking for the latest reactions on the socials. And they're more bothered about doing their stories than they are practicing on the training pitch. That's part so of the So what are the things that annoy you on social media, guys? <laughs> oh, well, so many, so many things. Uh, distant aunties with extreme views on Facebook. Uh, people who say, <laughs> uh, people who say I was today years old when I found this out. Now, I used to find that annoying. And then I started using it myself in an ironic oh. way. And then people, and, then, and now I'm just trapped. That's the trouble with a lot of things on social media. I start trying to use them in an ironic way, but then I, they just become oh. part of your, your language on there. But I think the, the worst for me still is like the... It's the videos of uh, people who've learned a choreographed dance routine. I mean, yeah, if it's, it's generally a couple and they've got that sort of weird TikTok uh, smug stare on their uh, face. And it's, and it's always people I used to respect and stuff, and then they start doing the dancing, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to mute you now. Oh, that's the end of it. <laughs> you know, the thing that I really hate is when people write this with like a pointing down oh, emoji to like yes. an article they like from a newspaper. This. Not, this oh, hi, guys, overused. would you mind reading this? <laughs> Slapping in your face. This. Yeah. Not even read this. Just this. <laughs> this. Don't talk oh. to me like that. I'm not going to so, read it now. So abrupt and rude, aren't they? Yeah. Well, we couldn't do the last show of the season without talking to the most iconic caller in the history of the show. <laughs> the walking disaster zone that is Disaster Daz himself. Daz, how have you been since we last spoke? And are you uh, still well? Uh, I'm just well. Last time, since we last spoke, uh, was at work. I have ran into the... Well, walked into the mirror at the back of my telehandler, <laughs> smashed top of my nose and ended up bleeding everywhere. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I've put my hands on various bits and bobs. I've, uh, <laughs> I went to the hospital for a pre-op for a hernia that and sat down, caught my arm on the chair and nurse went, you got beep, 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 everywhere, started bleeding all over. I came home. I went to climb over the fence in paddock and the bottom rail snapped. I ended up jolting and had to go to hospital because I've torn down my rotator cuff on me. Oh my word, Daz! Oh, my shoulder, I'd, I'd torn that before because I had to go one of them, you know, one of them Segway, little Segway two-wheel things. Oh, yeah, out. yeah, when yeah. They, when that was a craze, yeah, there was one of the, there's a video going about somewhere where I ended up smashing and I, I did me I did it in before, so... Yeah, so I've been told by my good lady that I'm not allowed to use any power tools for a month. Well, that, I think that's sensible. I'm surprised these rules are only coming in now. <laughs> oh, no, they keep... <laughs> believe it or not, I've actually got two first aid kits in my van just in case. Oh, oh I do believe it. Yeah. I do yeah. believe it. I imagine one's got some sort of buzzsaw in it and the other one's got a, a, a nail gun. Does what do you have in the next... Because people are going to be worried between now and when we come back in August. What have you got between now and August? Do you have any foreign holidays planned? Do you have any big jobs? Will you be I'm operating going, machinery in the next yeah, three months? On the 1st of July, I'm going on a stag do to Portugal oh, no. for the weekend, oh, so I don't think I'll be coming back from that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Daz, we, uh, I'm sure I speak on behalf of the whole country and I say, please be careful in the next few months because we're not going to be here for you, yeah. you see, until yeah. the start of the season. So 
Hopefully we get to speech on that first game back in August. Well, what I'll do is I'll, uh, if anything happens, I'll get my good lady to text the show and tell you. <laughs> if yeah. I'm not, yeah. if I can't text, if I've lost an arm or I've cut myself, <laughs> something like that. Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> just take it easy. Slow down. If okay. if anyone could work from home, I just wish it was you, Dad. But unfortunately, you can't. Can you? Oh, I could did. Just stay I did. in the house. No, uh, but I worked. I worked from home in the first lockdown. I still oh, did stuff, and then the first, the first week back, that's when I ended up. To, doing fractured dislocated my shoulder so yeah wherever well. i am <laughs> well since i spoke to you guys i seem to be doing more yeah oh, no 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 we've are been a sure catalyst you're not doing it for the show are you sure you're not doing <laughs> it for the show <laughs> you take care daz you stay alive all right tracking show yeah. see, you see you next Please. season bye-bye the rock and roll football podcast with matt ford and matt dyson Someone has said, I do the this thing where they point down. Yeah. Link. <laughs> it seems a lot of people do. But you're offended by it, Fordy. Just say, oh, you should read this. It's really good. Rather than just yeah. this. So talking of people saying stuff on Twitter that uh, annoys you, Tracy Jones has said people who check in in hospital and then uh, when people ask what's up, they say, I'll DM you. <laughs> don't, don't post it if it's a secret she says it's a very good point they just want to create all this hysteria around them oh no what's wrong what's wrong if you don't want to share it don't mention it in the first place yeah and like the facebook rants about you know when people talk about like oh uh, i'm just sick of hanging around with fake people and negativity yeah. like what do you mean fake people I mean, they're real people aren't they you just don't like their attitude surely <laughs> yeah yeah, and who are you talking about? Come on. If you're not exactly, going to dish the dirt, don't do it. No cryptic social media postings, please. Oh, man. I've just seen a text that I'm guilty of. Hey, guys, I can't stand idiot friends posting in June that it's only 150 sleeps till Christmas at the beginning oh, of June. Morons! Yeah. <laughs> Why look forward to it being freezing when the sun is out? They're wired up wrong, if you ask me. I, mean, I actually think I did that the other day. And I did did that you? In yeah. May. Yeah, oh, I get so excited about Christmas. You're cutting down the sleeps till the playoff final, aren't you, at the moment? <laughs> Man, I think well, it's seven days, isn't it? So it's about two sleeps. Yeah, yeah, no sleep. No sleep You're to it. Wembley. <laughs> We've had a brilliant message here about the things people do on social media that annoy you. Yeah. People who tweet, does anyone know what Tesco shuts, time Tesco shuts tonight? If only there was some other way they could find out. That is so true. Like, Google it. Googling it might be quicker. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. A goal in the Premier League, Matt Dyson. And it's an unexpected one at Anfield. Pedro Neto has scored for Wolves after three minutes. They're 1-0 up at Liverpool. So as it stands, Man City will win the title. They're drawing 0-0 with Aston Villa at this very moment. Oh, um, God, no one saw this coming. See, it was Dyson a second ago and it's all going to go to plan. No upsets. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's not predictable and that's why we love it. It is indeed, my word. Uh, we're also talking about things on social media that annoy you, as well as bringing you every update. And every single Premier League team in action today at the same time, and we will decide who, is, who wins the, the league, who finishes fourth, and who gets relegated. But we're talking in honour of, apparently, at Manchester United, some of the players are annoyed with other members of the squad for being too obsessed with Instagram. So what are the things that annoy you on social media, particularly if it's things your friends and family do? Text us on 81215. Ian Stewart has said, when people write, 
just let that sink in. I mean, oh. really? Is it possible to be more smug? Oh, hang on. Fixed it for you. Yes, oh. it is. <laughs> oh, they are bad. Uh, also, you know, in terms of sporting overuse by footballers on social media, we go again. It's on every single time a footballer tweets after a match. It's we go again. Or <laughs> the, the buzz phrase of the moment that their PR people send them. They always go, just put something like big win. Uh, we'll do better next time. We go again. All the Imagine same. Imagine if you used that in real life when they said, I'm I'm really sorry, but you, you failed your driving test again. Never mind, we go again. <laughs> you know, it was tough out there today. Uh, you know, not gonna, yeah. Yeah. not gonna hide behind any excuses. You know, it is what it well. is. It is what it is. You know, we go again. <laughs> we are where we are. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if Pedro Neto is any connection to the Neto supermarket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but a sort of budget, a budget supermarket-inspired striker for Wolverhampton Wanderers. Is Neto still going? I don't. I don't. I haven't seen one for a long time. I think you know when, like Safeway stopped around that sort of time. Mm. I reckon they went, they were bought out by a bigger supermarket company. I reckon one of the big ones from America. I'm not 100 percent sure though. I think the only time I ever went to Neto was to buy some lager, and it was Centurion Lager. Oh, Centurion. <laughs> terrible. I bet it was warm as well, stacked in the supermarket, not in the fridges, so completely warm. Yeah, just sat in the park and drank it. Actually, it was a lovely afternoon. I'd actually, I'd like to take back the tone that I was broadcasting and say, I want to pay tribute to the wonderful people at Neto, not only for <laughs> providing us with a great start to the show, but for that warm Centurion Lager on a hot summer's evening in probably the late 90s. I was very grateful. And now we're talking about um, the things that people do on social media that annoy you. Text us on 81215. Uh, Dale from Maidenhead says, my boss says... This drives me mad. He says, on a Friday, he'd say, enjoy yourself. It'll soon be Monday. Oh. oh. Isn't that horrible? It's a weird thing to do, that, yeah. Why focus on Monday when Friday's just starting? Incredible drama in so many games, so many crucial so many, games, Dyson. So many big goals going in. The gingerhead Swedish sensation Dejan Kulisevsky has scored for Spurs. A huge goal for Spurs, putting them 1-0 up at Norwich. Uh, Arsenal still drawing 0-0 with Everton, so they're sorted for that fourth-place spot. Uh, Leeds thought they had scored, but they were... Denied. By VAR, Joe Gelhard, just offside. Uh, but as it stands, Leeds survive at the moment anyway because Newcastle have scored a penalty. Callum Wilson putting them 1-0 up at Burnley. And there's even more goals to tell you about because Sadio Mane has got an equaliser for Liverpool, making it one all against Wolves. <laughs> this is absolutely incredible. You know, sometimes football doesn't deliver and you're like, oh, you know, sometimes cup finals are a bit boring or whatever. These last days of the season always deliver because yeah. teams have to play out of their skins while they win the league, finish fourth, or avoid relegation. And we're only a few minutes in, and it's already gone ballistic. Oh, it I truly is. It. it truly is a super Sunday, isn't it? It's <laughs> Matt, Matt, and you, rock and roll football. <laughs> 
<laughs> Potentially decide wow. title deciding goal, <laughs> this Dyson. Is huge. And it's been scored by Matty Cash of Aston Villa. Would you believe it? They're 1-0 up at Manchester City on the final day of the season. I just flicked over to watch a bit of the City game thinking, why haven't they scored yet? And uh, the fans were looking a bit nervy in the Etihad. The and then Villa have gone and scored. And now, as it stands, right, because Liverpool are drawing one all, uh, they're both level on 90 points at the top of the table. But Man City have the superior goal difference. Uh, but I'm sure things will change. But there's goals flying in. Arsenal 2-0 up now against Everton. Eddie and Ketia with the goal. Uh, Tottenham 2-0 up at Norwich as well. Harry oh, Kane has scored. And Palace have scored against Manchester United. Wilfred Zaha putting them 1-0 up. I can't believe. I mean, this is the. I think this is the most dramatic. Apart from when we were watching the semi-final first leg together last week, oh, this is the most dramatic day we've ever had on rock and roll football. I mean, if if Villa win this today, that is a huge upset that we'll remember for years to come. It's amazing. We're bringing you all the goals and all the drama from the final day of the Premier League season, but we also now have Dyson. Big Neto news. <laughs> Lindsay from Bradford in oh, West Yorkshire has been in touch. Yeah. Neto was bought out by Asda so they could expand into express stores in the same way as Tesco, Sainsbury's and Morrison's did a few years ago. And Mark Jones in Newcastle says Neto is still going strong, just not in the UK. Popular ah. in Poland and Germany. So it's good to know that our friends in Poland and Germany can still get Centurion Lager as warm <laughs> as I got it in the 90s. Ladies and gentlemen, very excited. It's time now. Please give it up for the How Time Entertainment. We are delighted to be joined by a friend of the show, star Shallow Grey, Taggart, so many of the brilliant TV shows and films. And now he's returning to the stage in his hometown in a play about the team he supports, Oh When the Saints, is about St. Johnston's incredible cup victory. And we're joined now by the star of it, Mr. Colin McCready. Welcome to the show. Hi, Matt. And hi, Matt. How are you guys? Hi. Good, good. We're very good. I'm... Trying to figure out if there's a way that I can come up to Perth to watch this play. It looks amazing. So it's about St Johnston's phenomenal double winning season. Um, but what else is about? about? So yeah, so the St Johnston, uh, who are my home uh, town team from Perth. I grew up in Perth. I started off in Perth Theatre. I support St Johnston. So a play about St Johnston in my local theatre was like a dream job for me. Uh, and it's probably the first time that there's ever been a play about Perth performed in Perth. Uh, so it's a, it's a great job for me. And obviously St Johnston won the Scottish Cup in 2014 and then they won the double last year. So the play is actually set around the 2014 Cup final, which was the first trophy that we'd ever won. And as the play as time, as the play developed, we went and won a double. So, uh, so yeah, obviously we reference that in the play. You know, there's in jokes about you know how long are we going to have to wait till we win the cup again and things like that. But <laughs> the, the slight irony of uh, you know the play opens in a couple of weeks, but St Johnston are in the playoffs to avoid relegation. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> oh. so we might be getting relegated as the play opens. So we're. Um, you know, as a fan, I'm hoping we don't. And also, as a doctor, I hope we don't get relegated either. Well, we hope you stay up, obviously. I mean, it's amazing. that I just presumed it was about the double winning season. So actually, the play has been knocking around before last summer. Well, yeah, just in the, the development of, obviously, the play has been written by a guy called Martin McCormack. And a lot of the development stuff we did over lockdown by, by engaging the fans. And the play as a story, it's about St. Johnson, but it's also about Perth. 
and commitment and family and following a team that never wins anything and why you keep going back. It's easy to support a team that wins all the time, but yeah. you know, 130 years we never won a trophy. It's got everything in it. It's also got a cast of every night there'll be 18, 16, 18 fans who are interested in acting and being involved in it. So we'll have a note that the set's got like the, the terracing in McDermott Park. And we will have fans on the stage who will interact with the show, you know. But it's a proper place, so it's quite moving at times and, and funny at times. So, no, it's, it's a great job to do, and it's great to create something new about a football team. And it must be so cool as a local lad who's done very well and has a phenomenal career to do a play in Perth about St Johnston. And I, I love the publicity shot, Colin, of you having a macaroni cheese pie. Oh. <laughs> they are very nice macaroni cheese pies. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and, uh, yeah, they'll be. You know, obviously they'll be. We'll be talking about all those things that are familiar to people. You know, whether it's having your pie in Bovril or, uh, you know, the time St Johnson played in Monaco. Uh, we played Monaco in the. It was the UEFA Cup, and there was a kind of quite a rude uh, chant about being tax dodging something. Soap dodging. <laughs> oh, Colin, I'm going to try my best to come up and see it because it looks absolutely well, amazing. Well, I can sort you out tickets if you're up. Oh, uh, mate, you're a legend. Should be a good night out. And as I say, I started off at the theatre as a boy 40 years ago, so it's lovely to be back doing a proper Fantastic. play. Fantastic. Well, it opens at the Perth Theatre, the Perth Concert Hall, on Thursday, the 2nd of June. Colin, all the best with it. It sounds phenomenal. Thanks, Matt, and good luck uh, next week in the playoff final. Ooh, cheers, mate, and good luck it. for Monday. Yes. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Obviously, it's the last show of the season for us. Dyson and I will be yeah. cheering on Forest next weekend in the playoff final. Um, but it's got an end-of-term feel around here. I'm sure it has at many of those um, stadiums. So tell us about the best last day you ever had in a job or at school. Or did you ever, did you ever win an award? Obviously, De Bruyne and Foden won the Player and Young Player of the Year award. Uh, there'll be a team today that wins the Premier League, which is the ultimate reward in domestic English football. But did you ever win an award? Uh, and what was the last best... The best last day. Dyson, do you have any last day memories from school or work? Uh, yeah, I, I, work-wise, I, I went, on my last day, I never want to go out in a blaze of glory because you're always worried about the references that will be sent to your next employer. So they always have it over. <laughs> oh, I'll get a bad reference. I don't want a bad reference. But, but when I used to work at a very small co-op in Nottingham as a teenager, I didn't like the boss. So, uh, she, she was quite annoying and quite always on at me. So every night before we left, you had to face up. You had to always turn the tins around to face the whole way in the whole shop and, and uh, yeah and so my on my last day i thought it was quite a subtle a subtle little dig at her i did not face up on the last day because i knew that when she came in the next morning all the tins would be faced the wrong way spaced out and not rotated according to date and that would really hurt her and and so it was quite a subtle way of going out but it, i really stuck it to the man wow and was that mentioned in your reference I didn't get a reference. I already had the next job lined up at Asda. It didn't matter. I was fine. (laughs) (laughs) And at Asda, when you left Asda, what did you do? Oh, I just, that was just quite a, it's quite a normal one. I didn't have any beef with anyone at Asda, so I just went and said goodbye to everyone. It was just a happy ending. It was fine. It was nice. Do you know what? I've never rebelled, I don't think, on the last day of a, of a job. Text us on 8-12-15 if you have. Have you ever... What was, it you, what was the phrase you used? 
facing up. It's the bane of supermarket workers' lives because you, you have to make it all look nice and then the shoppers just come in and move it all around again. It's such a pointless task that's never-ending. I remember I worked in a few pubs mm-hmm. uh, and I remember on the last day, it was New Year's Eve and the pub had been hired out for a private event and my boss at the pub allowed me to just have free drinks all night and work. Uh-oh. It was just like, it's basically, you're, you know, you're at a party, don't worry about it. There was a point oh, yeah. where... He, he got me to stick my head under the, you know, the optics where you have the, oh, yeah, spirits yeah. the back of the bar. I was just, I mean, it was, a, it was like Gaz's dentist chair wow. all over again. You went yeah. along the top shelf. Amazing. Yeah, and you, sticking my head under each one. And you were getting paid to be there. I was getting paid to be, I mean, not very much, but not, that's not yeah. the point. Do you know what as well? I never won like an employee. Did you ever get any work-related awards apart from the Radio Academy? <laughs> oh, the dear, dear academy. No, I never got any sort of radio awards. I think I might, once when I played uh, football for Aztec Colts as a, a 10-year-old, I got most improved player. But that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> and oh. that's, that feels like an awful one to get anyway, doesn't it, really? <laughs> and that's just like, is that better or worse than the punctuality award? I mean, it's I know, like, yeah. It's not great, is it? It's not great. We're asking you about your last days at work. Uh, any memorable days? Last days at school? Last days on a job? Texas on 8, 12, 15. And if you ever won an award, I was never employee at the month of the month. I, I did a few shifts at Mackey D's and, and my time there went unrecognised by the oh. powers that be by Ronald and his goons. <laughs> no stars on that badge for you, 48. Oh, no, I, I mean, I wasn't there long enough, but I never got... I, I remember getting a compliment on how good my McRibs were. Uh, really? Well, what, what, what was your secret? I thought you had to stick with the tried and tested method. It's the same. Oh yeah, but time, I think obviously it? some people would make a mess of them, and I didn't. Uh, right, okay, fair enough. Mine were neatly uh, presented. Oh, it's a big goal for Spurs. This. Big goal for Spurs. This Sun has scored to make it four 0 to Tottenham uh, against Norwich, and I think that puts him level with Mo Salah uh, in the uh, the Golden Boot uh, table for the top scorer this season. I don't think Salah Salah's on the bench at Liverpool, who is still drawing one all, and I don't think he's come on yet. I'll just let me check. I don't. Think oh, when I was, it looked like they were just about to bring him on when I was. Oh, he has come screen. on. He's come on for Diogo Jota. Yeah, so he is now there. So he can score, and it could be a crucial goal because they're still drawing one all, and Man City. Just still, uh, oh, what? Man City, as I said it! Oh, my Lord. Philip Coutinho has put Aston Villa 2-0 up. You're kidding. Etihad. That is insane. This is incredible. I can't believe it. Stevie Gerrard really is doing this for his old team. He sets it all up for his old team. They've just got to beat Wolves. This is amazing. Oh, my this Lord. This is absolutely incredible. Liverpool... Could we, I mean, we're about, are we about to see the quadruple, Dyson? I can't, oh, this is amazing. I can't believe what Man, Man City are collapsing like this. This is shocking. We've seen it. Oh! <laughs> Gold flying and Jamie Vardy has scored. Jamie Vardy scored to put Leicester 2 up. But look at this as well. Look at this. Maxwell Corne has scored for Burnley. They've got a goal back. Get the ball out the back of the net. They're now losing 2-1 at home to, to Newcastle. So there could still be more goals to come oh. at Turf Moor. This is amazing. <laughs> what is going on? The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Something annoyed you this week. Need to get it off your chest? Email it to football at absoluteradio.co.uk and one of the Roy's will rant about it. Hodgson and Keane at your service. Roy's rants on rock and roll football. 
Yes, welcome back to the final seance of the living of the season. The Roys are about to be contacted. Quite a few people talking about different cuts of genes on the rock and roll football socials today. Tom Corbett wanted to know the Roy's opinions on flares. And then Stuart Hogg said, boot cut jeans with frayed bottoms really boil my wee. So basically the Roy's, uh, we want to know what your thoughts are on, on what cut of jeans to go for. <laughs> Armored pair of jeans. No. I can't believe that you see these grown men walking around in the skinny jeans. It was bad enough in the early noughties when you had the whole, you know, landfill indie stuff and they're the, the all prancing about in <laughs> leggings. Now you got muscle men doing it. These blokes, they work on their big legs and then they're going around wearing tight clothes on the bottom half. You look like a chicken. You know, it, it's like the poultry aisle at Tesco. You go to a, you know, you go out to Newcastle on a Saturday night. You got all these big, beefy boys and they're wearing tight clothes. I mean, you go to some of these places, you get a sweat on, like, and then you're just staring like a... They're like ballet dance. They're not wearing these tight lycra things. I don't know how to squeeze themselves into... And they're not flattering. You know, you should just wear, basically, clothes that fit you. But, you know, a bit of giving them. You don't need to leave nothing to the imagination, you know. They're clinging to every part of your body. Nothing is left to, to the imagination no more. And, you know, whatever you think. I don't think people want to look at a bloke's body in that way as it parading round town <laughs> with his little chipolata off, <laughs> shrink wrapped, walking, you know, like a, like a butcher's window walking, parading that around town. I think it's stupid. I just think a nice, you know, you don't have to wear flares or boot cut or whatever. Just a normal, just go into a shop and say, mate, you got any, it's the same with craft lager. What do you mean you haven't got normal lager? <laughs> well, look, I'm not saying other people can't have it. What do you mean you don't sell any of it? You, you, you don't have a, an Amstel or a, what? Well, it's all, you know, I don't know what they call it, you know, fizzy monkeys, you know. Uh, <laughs> Fizzy Monkey's special finger juice. So I don't want to drink this stuff. Just, just give me the... You know, I've got an Amstel or a Carlin or so. Or Tenants. You know, just normal stuff. And it's the same with the jeans. Mate, just give me a normal pair of jeans. And and you better make sure the number stitched into the back is my actual waist size. Don't muck me about now. Yeah. With the silly numbers. I know I'm at, I know I'm at about a 32, 34. Don't be making out of a 28 or a 40 now. Yeah. Yeah. We'll drop that amount of weight. And it's the same with that, just normal clothes that you can wear, you know, pair of jeans, you can wear shoes with them. Or, uh, I don't mind Clarkson, you know, he wears a jacket with it. I go with that. It suits him, you know? He looks better than these, you know, these, like I say, the shrink wrap boys who look like they've been, you know, wrapped in cling film like a suitcase. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. <laughs> oh my wow. word, incredible Dyson. What have we just witnessed? <laughs> as we play know. we as we play We Are the Champions by Queen, suddenly Manchester City turn a 2-0 deficit into a 3-0 lead in the past five what? minutes. What? And that They're is the again? three 3-2 lead. Unbelievable. They scored again. They had two in two. Um, Gundawan scored. Two minutes later, Rodri scored to make it two all. And Gundawan has just scored a third. Wow. 
Man wow. City are now winning 3-2 against Aston Villa. Three goals in the, it is the space of five minutes. And they are the champions, uh, We my think friends. there's still nine minutes left. What <laughs> pretty, are you saying? Pretty much. Pretty much. And Liverpool still drawing at Wolves. It's unbelievable. But surely Man City won't throw it away after a comeback like that. That is just amazing. And there's goals flying in everywhere. Brentford have got an equaliser against Leeds, <gasps> which is crucial. Uh, oh. Newcastle still beating Burnley 2-1, though. But Brentford have just had a player sent off. Canos just sent off for a second yellow. So they're down to 10 men, Brentford. So that's good news for Leeds, uh, and they're still hanging in there. Uh, Brighton are now 2 1 up against West Ham. Gross has got the second for Brighton, uh, meaning Manchester United, even though they're going to lose, will get that last Europa spot. Um, and Arsenal got a fifth. Um, Odegaard scored. Uh, they're now beating Everton 5 1. What Dan Gosling has scored for Watford, for relegated Watford uh, against Chelsea. It's now one all Chelsea have secured their place in the Champions League places, but it's Chelsea won, Watford won, and they're flying in the goals with just minutes to go. Oh, my Lord, okay. so exciting. So, <laughs> as it stands, City are champions by a point. Tottenham get fourth. Arsenal fifth, United sixth. West Ham seventh. And Leeds stay up as it stands. Just a few more twists and turns left. Oh. Massive goal, massive goal. A second for Leeds. Uh, at Brentford, a 10-man Brentford. Leeds have scored in the dying minutes. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, from the edge of the box, an amazing finish that from Leeds. And what an exciting end. Uh, was it um, uh, Harrison who scored the... The winning goal. What will be the winning goal? It looks like Jesse March. Jesse March has kept him up because Burnley are still uh, losing 2-1 at home to Newcastle. And that should be enough to see Leeds safe. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Wow. That's There's not a, a single Leeds one I've spoken to this week that thought they were going to survive on the last day yeah. of the season. But they're on the verge of it. And we are seconds away from City being crowned as Premier League oh, champions. We really are. Yes, the whistle has gone at the Etihad. It's all over. They've 1-3-2. On the verge of a massive upset they were today. They were 2-0 down at home to Aston Villa and they scored three goals in the space of about five or six minutes to turn it round. What an ex exciting end. Manchester <laughs> City confirmed as champions. Uh, that's uh, just an amazing turnaround. Uh, it's all over Anfield. Liverpool winning 3-1 but not quite enough uh, to take them to the summit of the Premier League table. Because Man City beat Aston Villa 3-2 and Burnley have just been relegated. The final whistle has gone at Turf Moor. Rock and roll football. Podcast done. Well, that is the season over and done with. Congratulations to the victors. Commiserations to the losers. Mm. But Dyson, for you and I, another tantalising week, not knowing what league we'll be playing oh, in next season. Oh, yes. So exciting. It's all down to that big final day on Sunday, isn't it? Oh, it's going to be massive. Uh, oh. And I know listeners of this podcast will be there with us in spirit, Fordy. So thank you for listening all season. And thank you God for all, you. all of you that message us saying, oh, you know, even if you just take the mick out of the fact we always talk about Forest, we, we do love the fact that it's part of who we are. And obviously we're just so desperate to take that extra step. And wouldn't it be a treat to come back for the first game of next season and be covering Forest in the Premier League. Oh, I would it'd be amazing. But let's just keep <laughs> those fingers crossed. Let's keep those just fingers sound crossed. exhausted by the sheer <laughs> I, so, I can't keep up with the goals for it. It's too it's tiring. I'm not used to this. No, <laughs> nor am I. So 
for the final time this season, thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. Leave a five-star written review. Tell all your mates. And we'll be back in a few months in August when we do it all over again.